podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Aloha muchachitos, this is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about some signs that demonstrate to everybody when you walk into a room with a woman that you realize that you're not the catch, you're not the king. Now to remember, sexual market value. A woman starts very high in her late teens, runs pretty good in her 20s because that's commensurate with her peak fertility peak beauty, and then it starts crashing in the 30s, and by the time she's 40, it's a 1 on a scale of 1 to 10. If you guys are novitiates to this content, just Google sexual market value graph, and you can see what I'm talking about. And then from 40 to death, they're under 1. So women start bright like a falling star, and so they got to use that time in their 20s to grab that high SMV man or, or whatever, parlay it to getting a job, because Lord knows... Idiot simp managers will hire a beautiful woman, even if they're not qualified, just to have a beautiful person around. You know, men are easy to con, easy to inveigle. Men, our sexual market value starts slow because our sexual market value is mostly contingent upon wealth, provisioning, status, a little on looks, but not nearly as dependent. So we start a little slow in the 20s, and then we start peaking about 35 to 55, as demonstrated by all the male celebrities that still have jobs who are 50, 55, like Brad Pitt, Hugh Jackman, but you don't see a lot of actresses that were big in the 90s. Cameron Diaz, Ashley Judd, Salma Hayek, they don't really do anything anymore because no one wants to see a 55-year-old woman. Let's be honest. So I've talked about in the past how even men in their 20s, like a 22-year-old, even though the woman on the graph has a higher SMV than the man, understand that your potentiality makes you have a higher SMV because eventually she's going to crash and you're going to age like fine wine. She's going to age like spoiled milk. So even in your 20s, if you make good decisions in terms of your degree, in terms of investing, in terms of making good choices about not having kids out of wedlock and all these things, you're going to have a glorious life. A glorious life. Sometimes men don't realize the catch. And look, and to encapsulate it very quickly, the two ways that men are a catch over a woman is A, men make more money than women. Statistically, this is undubitably true. We pick degrees and occupations that are, are more lucrative, uh, typically, we gravitate toward more risk-taking ventures, whether it be in business or in IT or starting our own business. Women tend to pick jobs that are more nurturing, which don't tend to pay as much, or they don't work at all. Right? Women have the option not to work, especially once they're married. They don't have to work at all. They can just be on welfare. Men don't really have that option. So men make more money than women. If you look at a typical marriage, the man's probably making about 66 to 80% of the total income between the two of them. So you're making more money. Right there, you're the catch. Number two, you age better. Look at a 48-year-old man and a 48-year-old woman. More often than not, the man's going to look better than the woman, nine times out of 10. We just demonstrated with, with celebrity examples. So those two things are the catch. But a lot of men, especially if they're blue pill, don't know this. They don't realize this. So I'm going to give about five, six signs that help you realize if you're one of these men where you don't realize you're the catch. 
And the way you know this is because they end up picking they end up picking women that have a lot of red flags because deep down they have scarcity mindset. They don't think they can do better. And they're just so used to the Disney programming they've been inculcated with since a, a young child that they got to get on bended knee for the depreciating asset. So in no particular order, number one, you're with an older woman. If you're a 35-year-old man, why would you be dating a 40-year-old woman or married to a 40-year-old woman? That makes no sense in terms of evolutionary psychology, in terms of fertility, in terms of everything. Makes no sense. You see these men who are 35. They're even with a 35-year-old woman. Or let's say they're 35 and they're with a 38-year-old woman and they're like, we want to have kids. I want to have a family. Okay, if you want to have a family, why are you dating a woman whose fertility is pretty much gone? You're 35. You should be trying to date a 25-year-old whose her fertility is in her peak. But when you see men who are with older women, older than they are, they don't realize they're the catch. Or, you know, look at a man who's 50. If a man who's 50 and single is dating a 50-year-old woman, again, same thing. Okay, Cupid tracks that stat. What's the average age of the woman that men search on Okay, Cupid? 23 years old. So even if a 50-year-old, he's looking at 23-year-olds. Why? He's not a sexist pig. It's just our wiring. We want to look at the most beautiful, fertile, attractive women at their peak. Google beautiful women on Google, and you'll see it's not 50-year-old women, even though there are attractive 50-year-old women. But 50-year-old men... Look at Brad Pitt. He's 54. He was with that Nicole Podorowski, that 28-year-old hottie, the one he was sharing with that German business restaurateur, right? Brad Pitt is not going to be dating a 55-year-old woman because Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt can get any woman in the world, so he's going to go young. He's going to go 20s. And I don't know how many examples we have to do of this. Bruce Willis cashed out Demi Moore and got a woman 20 years younger. Alec Baldwin did it with Hilaria Baldwin. Kevin Costner did it. Harrison Ford did it. I mean, again, we can spend forever doing this. But when a man walks in with a woman who's older, it telegraphs, oh, he doesn't realize he's the catch because he has scarcity mindset. Right? I can't do better than get a woman who's five years older than me. And even if men don't want to have children, they still want to be with women who give off signs of fertility and femininity that still make estrogen. So a 40-year-old man maybe has enough kids. He's like, I don't want any more kids, but he wants to be with a 30-year-old woman or some woman that's still having periods because she's still demonstrating fertility. All right, number two, you're with a woman who's a single mom. Why would you be with a single mom? First of all, she's already demonstrated she has no problems leaving the husband that she had the kid with or if it was a baby daddy, cohabiting baby daddy. She has no problems leaving that marriage because, okay, before you say, oh, Gregory, maybe he left her. Uh, no, statistically, we know it's 75 to 90% of all divorces are initiated by the woman. So statistically, you're wrong. She left him. Oh, he's narcissistic, controlling, abuse, psychologically abusive. Yeah, we, we know that's the go-to phrase that women like to use to justify their solipsism and their rationality for leaving the man and breaking up the family. So when a man walks in who doesn't have any kids, who's never been married, he walks in with a single mom where he's the stepdad putting resources into raising another man's seed, he looks like the retro cuckold that he is. He's a cuck. Again, it's a sign of scarcity mindset. He thinks he can't do better. I, I can't believe there are men out there who are willing to marry a woman with three kids, four kids, sometimes from two different men. Men who make good money, high occupations, never never had kids, and they're going to marry, and they do a double whammy. They marry a woman in her upper 30s, lower 40s, 
who has kids from a previous relationship. He's the double cuck idiot. But what does it reveal about him? It reveals that he's got scarcity mindset. He doesn't think he can do better. He doesn't think, even though he could be an accountant, lawyer, doctor, that he can't do better than a single mom. A single mom is a humongous red flag for you men to run because she's already demonstrated if she did it to him, she can do it to you. You think you're different? Well, the divorce statistic doesn't bear that out, my friends. The divorce statistic is 70% for second marriages. You'd be a fool. You'd be a fool. Number three, another sign that you realize that you're not the catch in this relationship. You're with a woman with mental health problems. Why would you be with a schizophrenic or a bipolar or even a woman that suffers from severe depression and anxiety? You could say, Gregory, most women have these problems. Yeah, you're right. A lot of women have problems. That's why they're taking their Xanax with their wine. But why? Now, lots of times the woman will do the ambassador and not tell you that she's a schizophrenic or whatever, fill in the blank disorder until after you're dicknapped. Then you're like, oh, it's okay that you've seen here things that aren't there and that you're going to drink yourself into a stupor and kill yourself at a young age. That's what, that's what happens with schizophrenics, even with drugs, with medications. It's okay because she, he's already dicknapped. So women will sometimes be honest and say on the first, second, third date, oh, I have really bad OCD or I have severe social anxiety disorder, whatever it is. But most women try to hide it because, again, they want to ensnare you. And then sometimes they just pull the bait and switch and tell you after you're married, oh, by the way, because she hit it really well, I'm a schizophrenic. But if you know she's a schizophrenic and you're dating her and thinking about marrying her, you're an idiot. It's a humongous red flag. Or, you know, you could throw in this recovering uh, addict. Oh, recovering alcoholic. Yeah, she used to drink herself to a stupor with it. She was hospitalized 10 years ago. You don't think that could come back? Most people who are addicts, it comes back. Now you're dealing with that? If you weren't raised or know an alcoholic in your life, trust me, they destroy your life. They could destroy your life. They destroy your life. They destroy the kid's life. They'll destroy their life. So where, where, where is your belief that you are the catch i deserve to be with somebody who doesn't have these problems now god bless those people with their problems but they need to be intellectually honest and be right be and realize yeah you know what i can see why i'm a schizophrenic i can see why people would have wanted to be with me it's a hard life i understand it completely just like men who get monkey branched away from because they don't make a lot of money yes i could see why she left me as a teacher to be with a doctor i understand completely don't get mad at it do something about it don't get mad at it. Same thing here. So that mental health problem can blow up in your face 10 years when you have kids and you're married. So think long term. What's another sign that you realize you're not the catch? She has tons of debt. We know women make up 65% of consumer and student loan debt. They pick the stupid degrees and never use it. And now they have $100,000 debt for going to a private school for getting a degree in sociology or whatever it is. So you meet her and she's got all this debt and she has consumer debts even worse because then you already demonstrate or she demonstrates already that she can't handle her money well. So when you marry her, you work, she spends, she's going to tap into those resources and start blowing your money because that's what you do. What yours is mine, honey. What mine is yours. You'd be a fool to marry a woman with a lot of debt. She's already demonstrated she's made poor decisions in her life. So when you, when you choose to be with a woman who has a lot of debt, oh my God, and if you throw in has a lot of debt, is a single mom, and is not that fertile, and you still want to have kids, you are the, the triple simp. 
Oh, unless they're in, she's got anxiety or whatever. <laughs> quadruple, quadruple simp. Guys, it demonstrates that you don't think you can get another woman who doesn't have debt. And look, there are women who don't have debt. I know a few who don't have debt. There are women, or you can at least try to find a woman who has less debt. Another one, and you women might get mad at this, is when he's with a fat woman. If a regular weighted man is with a fat woman and they're dating, look, I understand in marriage, this happens all the time. Both the man and the woman will let go, but certainly the woman. You get married, she's a hottie at 25. Remember the, the episode we have here, think 25 years from now? And then within 5, 10 years, she's fat. Now you see a regular weighted guy who tries to take care of his health and he's with a fat woman and he's trapped. Because look, I hate to tell you women, the body positive movement lies to you all the time. If you really love somebody, you tell them, lose weight. Go to my Confessions of an Obese Child podcast. I talk about it all the time. Body positive movement is horrible because it's essentially encouraging people to live a lifestyle that's going to end their life 25 years earlier than it normally would because of all the comorbidity. But look, it's not a newsflash, women. Men don't want to be with fat women unless he's got a fat fetish. So if you married one who became fat, my condolences. But if you're dating a woman who's fat, A, she's demonstrated that she doesn't really care about her body. Oh, she has a thyroid problem. Now, more often than not, people who are overweight are not overweight because they have a thyroid problem. That's the excuse they give. It can demonstrate a bunch of things, right? They have early childhood trauma, and it's funneled through eating and drinking. Uh, it could demonstrate early childhood trauma. It could demonstrate that they're lazy. It could demonstrate a bunch of, bunch of things. Abuse. But why, why are you going to anchor yourself to that? It's because you think you can't do better. You think she's still the catch, even though she's morbidly overweight. And look, this 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 episode could go on forever. There's, there's a lot of patent signs when a man realizes, or when you realize the man doesn't think he's a catch. A lot of patent signs. But if you ever see a man who's with a woman with a lot of debt, fat, has mental health or addiction issues, is old, A, he's definitely blue-pilled. B, he's probably denapped. C, he's a fool. That's why you're lucky to be red-pilled. This is why it's important to subscribe to this podcast and post a review because it helps with the algorithm to get this message out. Save a man, stop his wedding. So many men end up getting married and they, these things happen. They get divorced and they lose their money and their kids and they become a cautionary tale. And that's why I have this channel. I'm a cautionary tale. I don't want you to become me. I learned the hard way. I want you to not make these mistakes and I want other men not to make these mistakes. That's why it's important to spread the message about MGTOW. But there's certainly other red flags. Certainly. But these are the main ones. So again, if you need to reiterate them, she's fat. She's got a lot of debt. She's old. She has mental health problems or addictions. The other one you can throw in, she's cluster B, cluster B personality disorders. Why would you marry a woman or even continue dating a woman who's already demonstrated to you that she's disrespectful, she yells at you, she throws things at you, she cusses you, she berates you in front of her family and friends and in front of you, and that's only when you're dating. Imagine how bad that is going to get when you marry. Why? Oh, it's, it's fun because we fight and she throws things and then we make up and it's crazy sex. Are you 18? Do you not know that kind of crazy passionate stuff? Especially when they do it to other people. It's like, oh yeah, she's sexy. She, uh, she uh, slashed the tires of her enemy in college. Oh, I thought it was so sexy. Don't you, don't you realize it's going to turn on you? 
Eventually, when she becomes discontent with you, it's going to turn on you. And now you're dealing with that crazy cluster B. Again, you tolerate an abusive woman. In the old days, we didn't tolerate it at all. We'd, unfortunately, in the old days, we just you know beat them up and or toss them out on the streets. There were so many checks on these types of women. The court system didn't back them up, and they understood. My money, my kids, my livelihood, my food on my table is all reliant on this man. If I don't treat him well, he can, depending on which century, send me to the convent just kick me out of the village, go further back, have me killed. But now none of those checks are there. And I'm not endorsing most of those checks, but just understand they're not there. So now a woman can be openly hypergamous and just be cluster be crazy. Why would you tolerate that if you're a single man? Because you deep down are still a simp. Purge the relationship thirst. Realize you're the catch and you're the king before you make a colossal mistake and marry one of the aforementioned characteristics that these women have. Guys, post an honest review right now. Helps me out. You don't even have to write anything, but if you post an honest review and give me the stars, it does help with the algorithm. There's two links in the episode notes, one for PayPal if you want to donate some money to help defray the cost of hosting this. I would appreciate it greatly. Also, there's a link to Naturopathic Earth, my website. Click on that and go check out all the articles that we have over there. Check out my backstory. All the podcasts are over there, even the first 90 that you can't access if you have Apple Podcasts. All the originals are there too. My two books, you can you can click on the homepage and see them and buy them on Amazon, paperback or Kindle. Also, when you get to Amazon, we're an Amazon affiliate. I don't know why I use the collective we, the, the collective we of English. I am an Amazon affiliate. So if you buy anything on Amazon going through our links, within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission and no expense to you. And like I mentioned in the last episode, you spend $60, I get a buck 50, but still. Also, if you need some one-on-one counseling, contact me at clarity.fm. Look me up. And lastly, of course, subscribe and post an honest review for The Awakened Man, The Female Holistic Health Apothecary. We just had an episode not that long ago on... 25 signs she has an eating disorder which is important to you men and also go check subscribe and share to confessions of an obese child my original podcast that's great if you have early childhood trauma dealing with addictions and so forth until next time thank you for listening to the awakened man podcast find us on facebook at the awakened man podcast page subscribe and post an honest review on apple podcast and consider donating to our crowdfunding account and remember Freedom is better than needle. Until next time.